It's 1037, and I've got a special guest in studio that we do every Wednesday for Community Stories, something great happening in our community. And today I have with me Katie Gogg. She is the Assistant Director of Early Learning here in the Mankato Area Public School System. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Karen. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you right now. And and Katie, so you've been the Assistant Director of Early Learning for a few years now. For five years, yeah. This is the end of my fifth year with Mankato Schools. What does a a director of early learning do? What exactly does that mean? Yeah, so I am our administrator for all programs in the district for kids prior to kindergarten. So when we think about early learning in the district, we have programming for parents and children to attend together, um, as well as preschool programs, early childhood screening, special education services for birth to five, really a wide variety of services for kids in that age group of birth to age five, as well as parents. So this is more than just pre-K. This it is, is. The, like the, the pre, pre-K, <laughs> so, yes, to, so exactly. to speak. So you've been doing this for a while. Are you a teacher background or how does one start to do something like this? Katie? Yeah, yeah, I do. I have a background in early childhood education as well as early childhood special education. Um, did some work, variety of work in classroom settings um, and then went into early childhood special education birth to two, working with parents and families in the home, um, which I loved. Um, from there, moved into a leadership role. So um, got my administrative license and uh, have been supporting early childhood teachers um, ever since. Now, there is really something exciting going on with the Mankato Area Public Schools in this age group, for sure. There is now a Center for Learning being established. I yes. guess, I don't know, constructed is not maybe another right word, but established. What is the Center for Early, for Learning here yeah. in Mankato. Yeah, so we are excited that we have been able to acquire um, a facility at 15 Map Drive. That is our new Center for Learning facility. Um, for those of you who have lived in town for some time, you might be familiar with it used to be the MRCI right. site. Mm-hmm. Um, so big building. We, a big building, yes. Yeah. So we purchased that and have renovated that to be a site for children birth to five um, to provide all that programming that I had talked about earlier. So what we'll be moving into that space for fall is our early childhood family ed programs for children and parents to attend for learning together and those are both morning and evening programs Um, we will also have our early childhood screening that we encourage all kids to go through at age three but definitely before kindergarten Um, our early childhood special education staff members who provide evaluations for students in the community as well as direct services are out of that facility now or will be as of Mm -hmm. fall, um, as well as the majority of our preschool programs. Um, Right now, we have preschool in six different locations throughout Mankato. That's what I was going to ask you. Where is all this stuff happening now, or is it happening? It is all happening now, just in a a variety of locations. So what we're really doing is condensing those into an early learning hub. Um, So everything will be coming together to this Center for Learning location. Uh, We will still have two preschool programs in elementary sites, one at Kennedy Elementary and one in Eagle Lake for this next school year. But the rest of our programs will all come together at this Center for Learning location. Will those staff be displaced then that are at those schools or how is that going to work? Yeah, no, uh, staff will all be coming to those assigned sites. So you Mm -hmm. might, they will be moving from maybe an existing location in elementary or another area of Mankato and coming to that location. So, you know, that early assessment is so important. And and you mentioned that, you know, you encourage everyone to do that. Our son was discovered that he had autism at 11 months. Mm. And when you get that early intervention, it makes such a huge difference. And we were just lucky that we had him here at the children's house. And one of the teachers there said, you know, there's some concerns here. And we had him assessed 
at that young age, 11 yes. months, and a lot of people wait till later. So is there an opportunity if you think there's some issues that you can get them early, even as like, like ours with just a still a little young, young, young one? Yes, for sure. Thank you for bringing that up. So we do encourage really intervention to begin as early as possible, as soon as a parent or a child care provider or someone else who's close to that child notices that there might be something different about their development. It can be anything from a movement or motor delay, a speech delay, something with their cognitive development, their problem solving or interacting with others. Um, they can make a referral through Help Me Grow, and it's just helpmegrow.org. Um, anybody can make a referral for a child. And once that's entered, it comes directly to us. It goes to your resident school district. Uh, we receive that information and we'll reach out to that family and offer an evaluation. Um, the evaluation is free. There's no charge for that okay. to happen. And for any child that qualifies for the services, the service is free. Right. Um, so definitely we can have a greatest impact the earlier we start. Well, you know, and I'd like to encourage people to, to really notice that because we noticed some things about our son, but we were first time parents. I was age 40 and first time parents. And we took him to, you know, to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you know, they all develop differently. And so he was, wasn't concerned at all, but I kept thinking, I don't know. There's some things, you know, he wasn't making eye contact. He, you know, he never, he never crawled. He just scooted on his butt for <laughs> another yeah. thing. But, you know, he, he would um, play with just parts of toys and spin and you just be, it's, it was different than most kids. So luckily we had this teacher say, you know, we can get him assessed and, and they did it through the school district and we got services right away. And so if, if, you know, even if your doctor says, yeah, they all develop differently. If you have any inkling, I would say, maybe just just for peace of mind and i know a lot of people are in denial too because you don't want to think anything's wrong like we were <laughs> at first right right and no i appreciate you saying that because i think like you said even if it's just a curiosity of something maybe not seeming quite right there is nothing wrong no harm in doing the evaluation to have a team help support you in thinking about you know what that development looks like or even just kind of having you then tracker on the radar so that they can reach back out or you can reach out to us if something changes even if they don't qualify right away. Uh, we also then can help get families connected with other resources in the community. Follow along programs, early childhood family education has a home visiting program for families. So even if a child doesn't qualify for special ed services, but we see a need to maybe continue to support that child and family, um, we have other things that we can connect that family with. Uh, I, I love that, that because there's so, you know, there there is that need out there and even if, like you said, if you don't know, just do it. And so it sounds like everything's going to be kind of be done at this learning center. Yes, yes. So um, as I mentioned in the fall, this will all um, be open for programming. So right now in the spring, heading through summer, we'll be in the process of moving things from existing facilities okay. into this new center for learning. Um, and our office, our main office, will move there already in June. Uh, so that'll be the site to find us. Um, if you're looking for a connection to preschool, early intervention, um, early childhood screening, any of those programs, uh, we will be there as of June, um, taking enrollments, answering parent questions and things like that. And then teachers will start up in that center in September. Now, there are different options for preschool. I think we had ours going to like a preschool, maybe through the YMCA or something, and they wanted him to do something a little different. It was just a part-time kind of thing. So is anyone eligible to go to the free preschool through the, the, the school district, Mankato Area Public Schools? Yep. So we have a couple different options for preschool. 
Um, and right now, I would say, if you're interested in that program, checking out our website, isd77.org, going to the Schools tab, and you'll see Early Learning is the first option there. You can see the offerings that we have. Um, for anyone in the community, preschool is an option. Uh, preschool through the school district is a registration-based program, so we do ask families to register. There is a fee to participate oh, in, the, yep, in the half-day program. We do have some scholarships available, so that's something families are able to um, tell us they have an interest in and we can get them connected with an application. If they meet those eligibility um, guidelines as far as income, we have scholarships to provide for preschool. Um, we also, for students with special needs, have some opportunity to provide those preschool services as well. So um, there again, if, if you reach out and let us know what you're interested in, we can help guide you in the right path. Um, but in addition to preschool this year at the new Center for Learning, we'll be able to offer uh, ACEs wrap, or child care. So, oh, really? So yes. That will be offered at the new center for yes. that younger group? Yep. For any child who's attending our preschool program, they have the opportunity to register also for ACEs, which will complement that preschool day. So it'll provide care. It can provide care before or after that half day preschool to create a full day for that child and family. So they can drop off at the beginning of their day when they head to work and they can pick up at the end of the day. Um, they also will have care on non-school days, which I know is helpful for mm -hmm. families looking for five day a week programs for their kids. Oh, for sure. We're talking with Katie Gogg, who is the Assistant Director of Early Learning here at the Mankato Area Public Schools, about their new facility, the Center for Learning. I'm just curious, how did you transfer that MRCI building? What did that take? I assume there's going to be some outdoor play areas and all kinds of new things that you had to really, I guess, re-renovate to make it so it was good for little kids. Yes, yes, thank you. So we did, um, and we definitely, as we were designing the building, kept in mind this sense of building community. So we've worked to create a space that feels welcoming to children and families. We've had multiple opportunities along the way to gather input from parents with young children to find out what they're looking for in a site. Um, we've created what we call pods of classrooms so that children entering what looks like a large facility will then go into their pod of classrooms. So it kind of creates a smaller school environment within that larger building. Uh, we have lots of shared flex spaces so that children can mix and mingle and get to know others within their community. Uh, we also, as you mentioned, have a great outdoor space. This new site has seven acres of oh, land. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, so lots of green space. And we have received a grant from the DNR that we, so we are doing some work around nature-based learning. I love that. Yeah, so we'll incorporate that into all of our classes. Children will be outdoors every day. They'll have opportunities for learning and exploration in that natural environment. Um, and we're working with them as well with the DNR then to be able to purchase some materials um, to help guide that nature-based learning. Are you, will you be doing things with native plantings and gardening and even things like that? Yeah, we are. We are looking forward to that. Um, we have talked with our science department at East High School um, about some options like maybe some prairie restoration um, or an activity like that on the back part of our space. Um, we also are looking at creating calming areas with natural things like arbors, um, vining plants, things like that, where children can kind of escape within that outdoor environment and relax. Um, and we are working with a master gardener from the community right now Yay, to think about which one planting. Are you with one of oh, my friends. Wow. Maybe if you say your name, her name, I would remember, but I can't. Oh, that's okay. I was just yeah. curious because I know that was one that, that they had reached out to master gardeners, which I am one, and oh. they said, you know, here's a project and. A lot of folks really love working with younger kids. It wasn't Barb Lampson, was it? 
Yeah, that's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. There's a but, lot of ramp new ones. Right? That's exciting. But yeah, she's been in already and helped um, a couple of our classrooms start to plant some flowers nice. from seed oh, that we're hoping to then plant on the grounds here in the spring. So that's exciting to have kids be part of that. Um, we have some raised garden beds and things like that that we want to put into the space. Um, we're looking at having somebody partner with us to build a mud kitchen. What? Just, yeah. What's a mud kitchen? <laughs> I love playing in mud. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So if you think of like a sa- the sandbox idea, yeah. but instead of sand, it's dirt. Oh, um, that'll be messy. To, yeah, dig and explore. <laughs> and uh, we set it up with some kind of kitchen type materials and, and kids can just run away with their imagination on what they want to do in that space. That sounds like a great space. I know because kids, I think, being outdoors is so important. Haven't they shown that as you as an early educator? Yes, yes for sure. And there's far-reaching benefits across all areas of their development, um, specifically thinking about their social-emotional development and their self-regulation. Um, we find that the more time they can spend in nature, the more that can kind of be brought into place or be centered. Um, and not even just for the kids, but also for adults. So we think about the benefits for staff members also being outdoors as much as possible. Um, we see this as really being a benefit for everybody. Katie, it's also been uh, recently, it's the month of the young child. What does that mean? What was that all about? Yeah, so our professional organization, the National Association for the Education of Young Children, um, has a week within the within the year where they really try to emphasize and spread information about early childhood development and just the importance of getting your child into programming, um, exposing them to different learning opportunities, to, to interactions with peers, and that really is the week of the young child. Um, in addition, it's an opportunity for us as early educators to help share with the community ways to get your child involved, things to be thinking about, you know, how do we introduce them to things like music and movement, um, to, you know, dramatic play, to all those different areas. So what are some things maybe that are are newer that we have learned through research and that sort of thing that are really important for children, maybe that we didn't think about back in whenever, Mm -hmm. I don't know when, I can't give you a time frame, but just newer things that you think are important for for parents to know. Yeah, well, I think a big thing to know is just that children really learn through play and they learn through their senses. So the more we expose them to different environments, different people, different contexts, the more they're gonna take in and learn. Um, A large majority of a child's development, brain development happens before the age of three and then again before the age of five. So doing that as early as possible will have far reaching benefits for a child. Um, So if we think about things that we have in the community, like early childhood family ed, preschool offerings, the children's museum, parks, um, getting them out in those environments and allowing them to explore, um, like I said, learning through play, learning through hands-on activities is really how they're going to kind of soak that in. You mentioned uh, the majority of a lot of learning happens before the age of three. Mm -hmm. When we were, I'm an older parent, I had the first at 40 and the second at 43, so much older parent. But one of the things, of course we read about is that screen time, computers, and all those sorts of things, while they're, they have their place, any screen time before the age of two was not recommended. And they say, because your brain synapses or whatever they call that is developing, and that can really throw a lot of kids off for the future. Mm-hmm. And so we were very, very adamant, no TV, no screen time, no computers. But I see so many parents just giving their kid the phone or an iPad or something today 
and it's or sitting in front of the TV because it's an easy babysitter. How do you respond to that and how that may affect kids? So maybe people will think about it more. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So I think, you know, technology definitely has its place in the world, right? And we know that children from little on are going to learn about technology and hopefully the right ways to use it in the way that um, it can be helpful to them. But it also can be harmful if we spend too much time, if they spend too much time in front of those screens. Um, I think there's a couple things there. The first is modeling. You know, they see parents from a young age when we are on our devices or we are on screens or watching TV, they're observing that seeing that as normal. Um, I also think about, you know, so much of what a child learns in those first three years comes from interactions with other people, with other adults, or with other children. Um, And screens can break up that engagement they can get in the way of, physically in the way of faces. There's so much focus just on that, Mm -hmm. and they they lose all contact with other humans even. Yep. And children learn from early on, you know, that give and take Um, of an interaction. And so if they are seeking interaction from someone else and they're not getting it back, uh, it decreases their motivation to continue to do that. So I think the more we can think about that serve and return, you know, finding ways to interact and be, you know, have that face time with kids, the better. And I get that the parents sometimes want a break, but there's got to be other things you can do besides give them a, a phone or something. Right, right. And if we think about, you know, music is a great way to do that without having that visual stimulation there. Um, so even just turning on the radio um, and having an opportunity to hear music um, is a great way also to kind of distract or engage if you need to get things done, like make dinner or, you know, do the laundry and things like that. Um, or... Like I said, finding ways to just put out materials in front of them, safe toys um, that are okay for them to manipulate on their own um, and, you know, having them with an eyesight, but letting them do some of that play independently. Um, Man, when you give them pots and pans and flour, that yeah. that entertains them, but it sure makes a mess. Right, right. <laughs> but we used to we used to do stuff like that. But I just I just think so many times I said, well, they're watching such and such a PBS or something. So it's educational, but that still is different. Correct. Yeah, that is different. And it's not the way that we know children learn best. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm preaching from yeah. <laughs> to the choir, I know I am, but I just feel like so many people don't even realize the, the harm that it can do longer term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, for sure. All right, so we're talking about, I just since we're doing, you know, the, the yeah. month of the, the uh, early child, wanted to chat about that, but anything else people should know about this new Center for Learning? Um, do you have to sign up? to get into it? Is it automatically your part yes. of it or what happens there? Yeah, so it is a registration-based program okay. and our registration for both preschool and the ACEs child care component are open right now okay. for fall. Um, so you can go onto that website I mentioned, isd77.org, um, search the schools in the menu and early learning will come up there as your first option. Um, registration can be done online or you can come into our office at 820 Hubble Avenue. Um, that is our family, currently our family learning center. Wait, that, that's not the new place though, Hubble. No. So where's so, this Hubble? I don't know where this is. Um, so it is down kind of close to Roosevelt Elementary okay. behind sort of the YMCA oh, sure. in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the place where you can register as yes, well. Yes, right now through the beginning of June. As of June will be, the registration can happen at that center for learning site. 
So uh, our new location. Is there a limited number who are able to sign up? So people should do it yes. sooner than later. Yes, correct. Yep, we have a limited number. Um, and some of that is due to space. Some of it's due to ratios. So definitely the earlier you register, the better. Um, we do have, as I mentioned, some scholarships available for families who um, have some income limitations and who qualify for that. We also are offering some transportation, fee-for-service transportation. Or again, we have some scholarships for that as well. Um, and then, as I mentioned, the opportunity to sign up this time, this coming year for ACES child care as well to create that full day experience. So, And you do that online, too? You can? Yes. With ISD77.org. Org. Okay. Yep. All you right. Sign up for preschool and we'll get you connected when you express interest in that child care component. We'll connect you with their team. Okay. We've been talking with uh, Katie Gogg, the assistant director of early learning about the new Mankato Area Public School Center for Learning and all sorts of child issues. Anything else you'd like to add before I let you go, Katie? I appreciate your time. Yeah, no, I think that's it. But I really appreciate this opportunity, Karen. Well, thank you very much. And I hope people will be able to, to get signed up. I, one more thing. Does this uh, new center allow for more kids to be involved than in the past? So this is actually expanding it, by the way? Yes. So in this first year, we won't expand a ton. I think we will have about 20 additional seats in the first year. But we are looking at a phase three of construction. If the district goes for a referendum in the fall, that will be one of the things that that would help fund, would be expanding into the rest of the building to create additional preschool space, care space for ACEs, um, move-in food service, and all of those types of things. Will there be a grand opening or something that people can uh, tour the facility? Yeah. So we are partnering with Greater Mankato Growth. Uh, They came and had a visit at our site last week and they're going to be doing a ribbon cutting in August. Okay. And with the ribbon cutting, we're hoping to open it up to the community for tours. Very good. Thank you so much, Katie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.